Welcome to the Baha'i Podcast Reviews. Welcome to another edition of the Mahai Podcast Reviews, coming to you from frosty Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Dave, and today we are finally reviewing the HBO show, The Outsider, who, as we may ask, backed by popular demand, my co-host for today, Dante. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Just fine. All right. Got anything fun coming up in the next couple days? Sure do. Tomorrow I'm going to Orlando. You are? Am I invited? That's what I want to know. No. No. So I will be sitting at home while my wife and my son get to go and play at Disney World and Universal Studios. I get to go to work and play with the dogs. Just kidding. All right. So we both... uh, I decided to bring Dante on to help me review The Outsider. Uh, He's waving to the computer, which is a bold move. I don't think anybody who's listening to this podcast can see you wave. But uh, we are both, we both read the book uh, that the show was based off of, uh, and we're both uh, watching the show together, which has just been an amazing show so far. What do you think of it so far? It's good. I like it. All right. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what the, uh, the story of The Outsider is, and then we'll give... Um, a little bit of our uh, review on it, and then we are on our way to sunny Orlando. Sound good to you? Yeah. All right, I need you to have more than one word answers. So I am prepping Dante to for his own YouTube review show on the Chucky Pacific Network, so this is good practice for him, and you need more than one word answers. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Dante, would you like to tell us a little bit about what The Outsider is? Yes. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) It's all yours. So. The stage is all yours. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Dead air. Dead air is the worst thing that you can have on a podcast. Well, then why did we start with five seconds of it in the beginning? <laughs> because you need to have five seconds of lead time going in so you know where to start and where to end your edits. Okay. Podcast knowledge. So, The Outsider is a book written by Stephen King, who is a fantastic writer. Me and my co-host here both listen and read all of his books, basically. Yeah, I've been reading his books since I was probably a little bit younger than you, like 10-ish or so. My mom was huge into uh, Stephen King books, and I'm really excited that you now are really into Stephen King books. Yeah. So, um, this book combines his genius at telling a supernatural story and um, making a detective story on top of it. And HBO bought the series and gave it to Jason Bateman's production program, Aggregate Films, <laughs> which was also the name of my high school band. <laughs> which is funny, because you're only 12. He may sound like he's 15. So, um, Jason Bateman, uh, the company that um, got the rights to produce The Outsider is Aggregate Films. Um, and it's owned by Jason Bateman, and they're also most more po- I guess most popular 
uh, known for Ozark. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? They're, I guess the most popular show that they are known for is Ozark, which is a really great show on Netflix about, uh, it's kind of like a Breaking Bad kind of show where uh, a suburban family is forced into a life of crime. And it's a very moody uh, change of pace from Jason Bateman. Uh, we used to watch some Arrested Development. He's really funny in, in that. Uh, he's had a lot of great movie roles. But uh, Jason Bateman, who knew that he can make such a uh, such a suspenseful supernatural thriller, uh, I definitely had no idea that uh, his company could do something like that. And he even goes on to direct the first couple episodes, which are... Two very, very incredible episodes to start the season. I would you, say the best. You think that's the best so far? Yes. So, the show in the book center around a, a grisly murder of a child. And, like, if you read the book, then Stephen King is the master of detail. And it's pretty gnarly. They kind of go into how grisly the murders are in the show. Not really, though. But not really, yeah. You definitely don't get as much detail as Stephen King provides, which it's pretty nasty. For a 12-year-old. Yeah. So I am definitely not father of the year. Um, <laughs> first of all, my 12-year-old is on a Mile High podcast review show, and I do not care if he reads Stephen King. Um, so, <laughs> and Pittman. Yeah. <laughs> and what? And play him in. And Yes. Uh, so, like I said, the, the book and the show center around a, a grisly murder of a child. All the evidence, including DNA, fingerprints, and blood, all point to a well-loved and respected Little League coach named Terry Maitland, who is played by Jason Bateman. Uh, soon after his arrest, though, evidence begins to mount up that shows that he's actually 100 miles away when the murders took place. And therein lies the mystery of the outsider. Um, a small team of investigators led by uh, Chief Detective Ralph Anderson, who is brilliantly played by Ben Mendelsohn, uh, who you'll know as General Krennic in Rogue One. Uh, he's in Captain Marvel. Uh, Detective Eunice Sableau, who I think is the most standout character in the show so far. Um, and he's played by Yul Vasquez. And then by private investigator Holly Gibney, who is played by Oscar, recently nominated, might ask, Oscar-nominated actress Cynthia Erivo. Uh, she was nominated for Harriet, and she has just recently been cast as Aretha Franklin in the Aretha Franklin biopic. So, right now, we are, what, six episodes into the season? I would say seven. I would probably say six. I think we're six. I think we just finished six last night. Oh, it was seven. It was seven? Okay. I believe your memory a lot better than I believe mine. So we are seven episodes in, and the first handful of episodes was a straight-up detective story. And if you've ever seen... I know you haven't, but if anybody in the audience has seen the first season of True Detective, it very much takes that kind of gritty feel... Um, you know, the nitty-gritty part of being a homicide detective. And then once you find out that there's all this contradictory evidence pointing to Terry Maitland um, being in two places at the same time, the show really starts to pivot from a detective series to now it's turning into a more supernatural one. And Stephen King wrote a brilliant book that was able to 
not only be a great detective story, but also a modern day monster tale. And I think HBO right now is doing uh, a really great rendition of Stephen King's work. So why don't you give uh, a, just a, a recap or a review? Like, what do you think of the show so far? Can I do like a recap? You can do a recap, but I don't know if it's going to you know, interfere with my recap. Okay. Okay, so in the first episode, this kid gets murdered, and like this dude named Terry Maitland gets arrested in front of all his friends and family. And so that was a big gray area. And then in the second episode, uh, spoiler alert, he gets murdered. Oh, yeah, by the way, spoilers. There's going to be plenty of spoilers here. He gets murdered by the kid that he supposed the brother of the kid who he supposedly murdered, and then the whole entire family of the kid that he supposedly murdered is dead. And that is part of this supernatural entity that they are ultimately going to track down. He is the tear drinker, and he feeds off of pain and anguish. And so anybody, so when he makes these murders, and he's been doing this, this. Uh, Supernatural entity has been doing this for they think since the beginning of time, and he lives off of pain. And so, anybody who he comes in contact with, he drives crazy and they end up dying. Mm-hmm. So, excellent. You know, do you have any more recap, or do you want to talk about some of the things that you like and maybe don't like so much about the show? I have an idea. Let's start with the things we don't like so that we end the podcast with why it is a good show. All right. I like that. Okay. So, this is going to be a long one. Oh, long page. You can go first, Ed. All right. Uh, So, some of the things I I don't like. Um, I don't want to cross over, and I know you've done some preparation for the show, and I think we may have some of the things that we don't like. Um, and even the things that I may necessarily don't like, it doesn't detract from the show whatsoever. Uh, so I'll put that forward. Uh, I think it does vary quite a bit from the book. And Holly Gibney is an incredible character that Stephen King has come up with. And you can actually see a different version of Holly Gibney in the Mercer Mercedes series off of DirecTV. <laughs> that's hard to say, man. When you got a mush mouth like I do, Holly Gibney and is that's the whole thing. That's a hard thing to say. Um, Mr. Mercedes, it's hard to say. You said Mr. Mercedes. Mr. Mercedes, but uh, Holly Gibney is a private detective that comes from the Mr. Mercedes series that Stephen King wrote. Um, she's a very quirky, uh, obsessive compulsive person, and she is one of the main characters for this book. And when she comes into The Outsider, it is kind of like a pseudo-sequel to the Mr. Mercedes series. But in the show, uh, they don't make really any reference to that. Which is unfortunate because the Mr. Mercedes series is such a uh, just such an amazing storyline uh, that I think it, it unfortunately detracts a little bit from who God- Holly Gibney is and a little bit of her backstory. Um, really, other than that, right now in the... The last couple episodes, they are. It's taken a couple episodes to transition from the detective story to the supernatural story. So I think they probably could have wrapped it up within maybe a longer episode instead of two shorter ones. Uh, but that, other than that, man, I think the show is fantastic. It's definitely so far in 2020 my favorite show of the year. 
So, now is it my turn? For it is your one? turn. Okay, so, first one. I feel like it is very boring at times. Example, last night's episode. Basically, what happened was... So, like, for the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, Holly Gibney and Jack Koskins were riding in a car together, and uh, Ralph was freaking out about where she was mm. for 20 minutes. So, a whole third of the entire show was just people talking, and, like, half of it was just people staying in place for the whole time. Jack Hoskins, uh, for those who don't know, uh, is a detective partner of uh, Ralph Anderson, and but he gets uh, possessed, I would say, for lack of a better term, by the outsider, and so he's made to do the outsider's bidding. So uh, that's who Jack Hoskins is. And in... Okay, now, my next one is... It's too different from the book. Like, in the book, they drastically talk about how uh, what the outsider gives them is like a little like a rash on the neck, but it's actually skin cancer. And he doesn't like skin cancer because his mo- he had to shoot his mom when he was a kid because she had skin cancer. But they don't talk about that at all in the show. And another example of how it's too different from the book is uh, Ralph Anderson's wife, Jeannie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Jeannie. Jeannie. Her entire story arc is her having a major panic attack because her child died, which does not happen in the book. And... What are you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. I'm letting you go. And so she has this entire panic attack where everywhere she goes, she thinks that every dude in the hoodie is the outsider trying to kill her. So she's very scared about everything. I just think they spend too much time of the show just focusing on her and her getting really freaked out and being, like, freaked out all the time. So why don't you tell us about some of the things that you do like? Oh, okay. I really like the music. It, it Sometimes it could just be, like, a few thumps. But, like, it's really good. Like, it really fits well with, like, that dark, eerie theme. Yeah, the music definitely sets the tone. Uh, one of my favorite musicians of all time is the lead singer of Nine Snails, Trent Reznor. Him and his, uh, his creative partner, Atticus Ross, they do a lot of music, soundtracks, scores. They've even won an Oscar. And if you guys have seen The Watchmen, which I reviewed earlier in, in the, the year, uh, if you, Trent Reznor and Atticus Rocks actually did the soundtrack for The Watchmen, and it was e- just this eerie um, compilation of sounds and synthesizer music. And although Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross didn't do the soundtrack for The Outsider, this is very similar, like very... Um, eerie mood music and a lot of like Dante said a lot of like bangs and lots of long notes that help carry one scene to the next what else okay um I really like the acting I like how they got like kind of famous people and kind of not famous people and they mix mashed it and the acting is just good all together I don't think there's one actor that I don't like the acting of them yeah I think the the cast I got was really great. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is really good. Uh, uh, Cynthia Revo also is very good. I actually, this is kind of 
this sounds interesting, but I actually prefer the Holly Gibney and the Mr. Mercedes series because I think she is a little bit closer to Stephen King's vision. But Cynthia Revo is doing a great job. But the uh, the person that I think stands out the most and delivers the best performance is uh, Yul Vasquez as Eunice Avalo. I think it is very tense at times. Like, like I was talking about in the bad thing section, I was talking about how at the beginning of last episode, they were just sitting in the car. But it was very tense because she had to, like, go to the restroom, and then she tried to escape him because he was going to, like, murder her. It was a very tense scene because he tried to kill her. Yeah. Um, I do think that uh, they do a great job of um, building tension and not letting up until the very end. I mean, we were probably 40 minutes into the episode when kind of they were able to break that tension uh, after Holly escaped Jack and uh, she was able to get to safety. But it was like a building tension the entire time and then finally there was a release there at the end. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So, I think it is very creepy at times. I would say definitely at the beginning when they talked about Terry Maitland and like the murders and he was getting threatened. I, th- I thought that was very creepy. And I feel like the third and fourth episode kind of took away the creepiness. But like when she revealed who El Cuco was, the tear e- the tear drinker, then then it started to get its creepiness back. I agree, and I think from this point on, it's gonna be a straight up monster tale, a tale of the supernatural, because they've already established the detective story. They've firmly pivoted away from the detective story, and now it's gonna be creepy supernatural tale and if you've read the book they're at the point where they are starting to track down El Cuco and in hopes to find him and hopefully kill him can I give a spoiler alert for the books spoiler alert for the books and so you just said um and hopefully kill him which in the book was surprisingly easy yeah it was you know kind of like when they killed the creature behind it I mean like the, when they actually get to actually killing the creature they tends to be pretty quick it's like come on he's being a serial killer taking over probably I think maybe hundreds of people and killing a ton of people and all you have to do is step on his head spoiler alert well we already established a spoiler alert that's, like a ton. that's a fair point yeah, so some of the things I really like um, are pretty much similar to what Dante said. It's really suspenseful, uh, really well acted. The music is great. Um, I really don't have much more to add than that. Um, I do think this is going to be a one-and-done series, kind of like The Watchmen, where uh, the season is so great, but I really cannot foresee them how they would be able to extend it beyond just the one season. Um, in the Watchmen, it ended so great with uh, how they uh, how Doctor Manhattan died and how they progressed that story, and it didn't require a second season. And at the end of this season, I would assume they're going to kill El Cuco, 
and I don't. I really don't know how they would pull off a second season. Which, like in Mister Mercedes, there's multiple books, so there's multiple seasons to have available to them. But since they're not drawing off of that uh, that material, it's not gonna. It's gonna be a one and done season. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. It's a great show, but. Shall yeah. we wrap up? Yeah, we should wrap up. Uh, HBO straight killing it. So post Game of Thrones, I am really impressed by the stuff that they're putting out. Uh, I am about to start Mac Millions, which is about the McDonald's monopoly scam. Uh, so I will be probably reviewing that. Hopefully, I'll be checking out uh, Jojo Rabbit and uh, Parasite here in the next couple weeks. So I hope to do some review shows there. Uh, the Mile High Podcast, uh, we just put out a, a episode last week uh, all about uh, things that we love. And if, you've ever, if you've listened to the show, you'll find out that the thing that we love most is just to talk about pop culture. So it went off in a bunch of different tangents. We lost Chris along the way, but uh, it was still a fun episode on Valentine's Day. Um, How'd you lose Chris? Chris has been working very hard since he got back from his trip and he fell asleep when he was preparing for our show. So, and we couldn't, he was so asleep that we couldn't get him up. But we, you know, me, James, and Nancy, we really enjoyed the show and uh, it should be up on YouTube here pretty soon. You can check it out on Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, On the 28th, we will have. A next episode of the Dive Bar, where we're going to be deep diving into Kevin Smith's career, and then later on that night, I'm pulling double duty. I'm going. I said double duty. <laughs> I'm doing the '80s, uh, our '80s ode to the '80s. I haven't quite decided what to title it yet, but it's going to be all about uh, growing up in the '80s. So stay tuned for that. Working on the Mike Santori project. That's going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, hopefully Dante can get uh, his YouTube podcast put together soon. Uh, this is great training for him. He just needs to uh, get down and get into the nitty gritty and start recording it. But uh, that'll all be available on the Truckee Pacific uh, Presents podcast station. So, uh, what do you have anything else to add before we head out? No. No. Is there anything that you are watching right now that you highly recommend people should watch that's maybe not The Outsider? On TV? Anywhere. YouTube, uh, TV, anything. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I agree. We just started getting into Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was co-created by Michael Schur, who we reviewed The Good Place on Friday. We all love The Good Place. We all love Parks and Rec. Uh, So pretty much anything that Michael Schur touches, we love. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine is no exception. So anything else? Any parting words? Any words of wisdom? Yeah. All right, so thank you so much for listening to the Mahai Podcast Reviews. Hope you enjoyed the show. Definitely go and check out The Outsider on HBO. You will not be disappointed. Have a good night. Good night.